I have some disturbing news for anybody here in America who can considers themselves a patriot, frankly. Hunter Biden, all right, the son of uh, Joe Biden, he is not a, a hunter per se. He is not classified by the government as a hunter. Um, but needless to say, he, um, has adopted the name Hunter. Turns out he, there are documented photos that I've taken and put of him titty fucking Hillary Clinton. Now, what are we to to do with that? What are we to do with these photos that I've made of Hunter Biden titty-fucking Hillary Clinton with her big, floppy, demo-rapo titties. What am am I supposed to do with that? Hmm? What am I supposed to do with my tiny erection? Hmm? You tell me. I'm I'm just asking questions, really. I'm just asking questions. Why am I hard? Why am I imagining this pornography? Folks, I'm just asking questions. Like, how the hell are you? And thanks for being here, folks. Welcome to Y'all Ever, the only podcast on the internet. I'm Hampton Yunt. I'm your host. Uh, uh, this is a comedy mental health program all about staring into the dark void and getting better or acknowledging that you're just never going to get better. <laughs> Y'all ever? You get it. First off, I want to give a huge shout out to the band Virginity for letting me use their song Bad Call as the new theme song for this podcast. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, check out the band Virginity. It's the least you guys could do for me getting a favor. <laughs> Well, hot damn, this is a barn burner of an episode. We have Dana Gould here, folks. Not here right now. He's he's somewhere in the ether right now, but I did an, I did an interview with him. <laughs> I got it done. <clears throat> and it was fantastic to talk to Dana, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. I think I'm going to read an email right now from one of you listeners, and let's be honest, this email is extra special. 
this email uh, comes in reference to the Billy Wayne Davis episode where we talked about Billy growing marijuana, starting a podcast uh, about people who grow marijuana and like kind of a it's it's a really fun podcast if you're into a weed podcast that's not all just like I was so high dude <laughs> it's actually like informative uh check out Billy Wayne Davis's podcast uh what's it called grown local yeah anyway uh so we talked a ton about marijuana which again I never explicitly would advocate as a mental health solution but it was interesting to get that perspective and um the there was a follow-up to uh we gave a prompt a y'all ever prompt which was just y'all ever have a bad experience with pot or has y'all ever used pot to feel better and uh you guys can always write in those emails to y'all ever email at gmail.com love to read these but this one is from aristotle <laughs> producer of this podcast aristotle Aceveda. <laughs> can't wait uh he apparently had a bad uh experience on pot and he just wrote in as one of the people and i was like this would be so great to just read this on the pod so let's just jump in i think i've got it right here now I want to also preface this by saying I acknowledge a lot of you are probably baffled right now because it's widely known that Aristotle is a cat and he's a cop. Uh, he is both a cop and this podcast is a wire <laughs> and he's secretly listening in on this podcast because he's a fucking cop, but he's also possibly a cat. So the fact that a cop cat was able to write this is adorable and should be illegal, probably. I hope that comes up in the, this election. I hope that's something I can actually vote on. But needless to say, uh, here we go. Weed is bad, okay? Long one, baby. <laughs> hey, Hampton, say my name. I dare you. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is how we have to communicate now, is through emailing through the show. <laughs> I haven't read this yet. This is, I'm a bad friend. I haven't read this yet. I was just excited that he wrote in. Um, okay. Because he's a cat and a cop. You know, you get excited. Anytime I talk to a cop, I'm very excited. <laughs> Can I hold your gun? Can I kiss you? That's what you used to say to every cop. Want to make out? Okay. Uh, long time listener. First time emailer. First, I love you. Second, I added a song to the playlist, Suicide Hotline by The Prettiots. <laughs> Great name. The Prettiots. <laughs> um, it's a really catchy song that I think captures how I experience suicidal ideation. Life fucking sucks and I want to kill myself, but I haven't done it already and probably won't. Anyway, <laughs> now I'm like, shit, I got to check in on Aristotle. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, weed is bad, okay? Not really, but I don't like it. I used to smoke a lot in high school. My first time using is well documented over on New Player Has Joined. It was always a good time, but I believe it had a pretty detrimental effect on my already bad memory. <clears throat> New Player uh, has joined as a great podcast, by the way. They're on um, the same network as us, Starburns. So shout out. Check them out. 
Um, I think uh, I did an episode uh, with Dave. Did we do that episode together? <laughs> I smoked too much weed. Now my memory's gone. Who the fuck am I? It's like Memento over here. If I did Memento, I would just put like grocery lists on my body. Like, I've seen the notes that I just dash around, you know, on pieces of paper around me. I mean, my memento. Here, I'll just pick one up right now. Let's see if. Okay, seriously, this is a piece of paper right in front of me because I'm a sociopath and I keep writing little notes everywhere that probably would make no sense to any detective, whatever, trying to crack my case. But uh, let's see. This just says uh, Star Trek Next Gen. This <laughs> is Star Trek Next Gen. That was important in the moment. That's a whole piece of paper. That's a whole piece of paper right there. It's just Star Trek Next Gen. Uh, and on the other side, cop gives them money, eats the cop. What the fuck was that? For? <laughs> Oh, I was watching a movie, and I was like, that scene was so cool. Oh, I was watching Near Dark, uh, this great vampire movie. And uh, I don't know. It's a really great vampire movie because they never say the word vampire in it. It's just like a crime movie almost. It, It has this intense, gritty vibe. But basically, there's a scene where a cop, I don't know, is going to arrest the main protagonist, but the cop has blood on his hand and the protagonist is slowly becoming like a vampire. So he starts sniffing at it. And I just was like, Oh, he should have, he should have killed that cop in that scene, but it's a great movie. I was more just thinking of like what I would do. (laughs) See, this is what I'm saying. (laughs) This makes no fucking sense. This is how my memory works is I have to like write down Star Trek, the next generation, a scene from a vampire movie. This doesn't make any sense. What career is this? What am I doing? <laughs> oh, man. Aristotle, I really relate. Oh, my memory is just bullshit right now. All right. I mean, that's what I'm saying is Memento for me would be reading Star Trek The Next Generation tattooed on my chest and I'm just in the mirror like what about my wife's murderer? Like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) just a tattoo, like, on my stomach that just says, what if penises could fart? Like a stand-up bit I was just trying to jot down. (laughs) How does this relate to the the fucking police detective who's betraying me? (laughs) All right, let's get back in. Let's see. I stopped cold turkey my senior year and didn't try again until years later when I decided to get a medical card back when you still needed to get one. Yeah. <laughs> I went and got my card. Uh, it felt cool. No, I felt fucking lame. It felt so lame to have to get a nerd card. Um I wanted to smoke to help me sleep, but would actually just make me paranoid enough that I'd be up much later than usual. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing is like the paranoia is just so real with uh, weed that I think (laughs) it's like 
you just can't advocate it like, oh, just smoke weed, man, and chill out because I chill out. Like it doesn't it doesn't work like that for everybody. And there is such a thing as smoking way too much, <laughs> especially especially with the current state of weed. I mean, it is being made at like a rate of trying to increase the dosage, I would say, like. As far as I can tell from the industry, you know what? Check out Billy's podcast. Maybe he has more insight on this because that's a good question. I should ask him. Is anybody trying to make weed that's less destructive <laughs> to your brain? <laughs> who's who's like really advocating for that? Because I'd like to know. All right. Um, going back. I started using middays when I had a lot more free time just to make life a little better until... One day, I smoked before swimming in my apartment complex pool. I was the only one there. It was great. I come back inside after who knows how long. I get in the shower. I thought to myself, holy shit, this feels amazing. And then my nose starts bleeding. Oh, no. It, it's You were doing cocaine. That was through your nostrils, Aristotle. You're such a dumb, dumb cat cop. You're so dumb. That's because you're a cat and you're a cop. You're dumb. And you, you were doing cocaine through your nostril. You meant to smoke weed through your mouth. <laughs> Love you, Aristotle. All right. So <laughs> getting back in. As I looked down at my bloody hand, I felt like my reality had split into two. The obvious reality was that my nose started bleeding in the shower. The other was one where I had slipped and fell in the shower, laying on the ground, looking up at my hand that I had blood from the back of my head. I was paralyzed with fear because I truly did not know what was real and what I was imagining. Whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe it's weed laced with cocaine. You know, the preferred drug of cat cops. I washed off and got out. Okay, sorry. A cat cop doing smoking weed laced with cocaine. That Put that on a calendar. That's adorable. Put that on a sweater for a grandma. That's adorable. <laughs> can, we, can we make a shirt? Oh, man, I want to make new merch. Oh, this would be a great Christmas shirt for, like, the holidays. If anybody is an artist who's listening to this, okay, here's the premise. It's a cat cop smoking weed laced with cocaine. And email me, figure it out. Let's set this up with the y'all ever email at gmail.com. Send, send me design ideas. We're going to make this. I don't know how to knit a sweater thing in mass quick. I don't know if that's going to work, but we'll <laughs> we'll see about this. I like this. Oh, oh my God, it's so cute. A little cat smoking a little cocaine weed. He wants to commit a murder and go wild. <laughs> little cat cop it acts like... That character from the movie The Professional, <laughs> the cop who's all fucked up on drugs and just murders the whole family. Oh, the little cat cop's murdering the whole family. Oh, jeez. 
All right. So I get what's happening here. Seeing you're having such a vivid, like, uh, mental state happening to you that you're, it's like hard to differentiate a thought uh, that isn't, you know, you, you start treating everything as the same and real. Uh, and I think that's why it's kind of dangerous because the paranoia doesn't necessarily go away. Um, that can take years because you'll just like manufacture whole things in your head that are like, oh, uh, the cops are out to get me. Or <laughs> I'm in like, I, I think for a while I got really scared that I was in just, I just knew I was in some sort of bad financial trouble and I wasn't really. But I just felt like the police were going to come to get me. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. I was just, like, losing my mind. And then I got a phone call. I swear to God, there was, like, some scam company called me pretending to be... They were like, hello, we are the IRS. You are... The police are coming to your house. <laughs> I swear to fucking Christ. I literally started crying. It was... <laughs> It was. It took me forever to figure out it was a scam, and like, this is part of why I haven't had a phone for like several months now. Like the amount of bullshit like that. I was only getting calls from like scam companies. You know what I mean? Um, and and, and most business you can do through Zoom or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> this is an ad for Zoom. The point is. Uh, the point is, I just relate super hard to getting high and then uh, becoming fixated on something that it's true and real. And sometimes it's scary. And, uh, <laughs> you know, this is really why you got to like, if you're going to smoke and you have mental, you know, issues, I would say that like dosage is just so important and like, you know, go with um, go with trepidation, you know. Because I don't even think uh, Aristotle would um, call it his... I, I think he's a very rational person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he is such a professional person that I've known for a while now. And um, he doesn't... Uh, when we've talked, it doesn't... I mean, it's never come up that he, you know, has maybe a tenuous grip on reality or anything like that. It's like... So I, I get it. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, going back in. Um, I was paralyzed with fear because I truly did not know what was real and what I was imagining. I washed off and got out, of the, got out of the shower to convince myself that I was tripping too hard, but couldn't shake the feeling that I was actually still dying in the shower, imagining that I got out. <laughs> Oh, man. I sat on the couch waiting for my girlfriend to get home hours later to assure me that I wasn't dead. And that is why I no longer smoke weed. Signed, Aristotle the Cop. Well, the good news is, Aristotle, is you did die. And this has all been the afterlife. And that's why everything sucks right now, is because you did die in the shower, and everything since then has been a nightmare hellscape that you created because you're fucked up, buddy. <laughs>
Oh, were it were it true, I would love it if this was all inside of um, Aristotle's brain because he's a cat. That's kind of cute. All right, let's get into this interview with Dana Gould. Uh, You guys, if you want to support the podcast, you can buy merch at hamptonyunt.threadless or yallever.threadless. There's the Patreon for this podcast. It's a great way to support the podcast because the money goes directly to me, and that's how I am able to do it. And (laughs) I appreciate people who join on because uh, I do free episodes every week. Um, I think I missed the last one because I got my back uh, fucked up and then I just got really sick after for a while and depressed, believe it or not. Didn't really feel like doing a lot of comedy. Anyway, things are back in shape and I hope you guys join on for $5 a month. You can support this podcast and I'm trying to figure out also new stuff to do with that will involve merch and uh, maybe like a discount for people who join on i'm trying to figure it out um you guys are the best you're the best listeners in the world if you want to put a song up on the spotify playlist for y'all ever it's a y'all ever listen to music you can find it on my artist page on spotify down at the bottom there's a playlist anybody can uh submit a song and uh i like to get an email sometimes from you guys just telling me why you chose that song uh I, I read those on the Patreon sometimes. I get to play the music there because uh, nothing fucking matters on Patreon. <laughs> you can do whatever you want because it's behind a paywall. Um, but uh, yeah, I love it when people submit songs. I think I'm going to put on some some new tracks soon. I just got a phone again, so I'm getting back into like, I don't know, putting on some headphones, going for walks, listening to music. Yeah, I'm going to start listening to the playlist a lot more. Um, Let's see. Let's do this with Dana here. Um, Anything else? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The dumbest idea. Okay, so I was talking about Memento (laughs) before. Memento is uh, a movie. Yeah, I'm not going to explain it. Anyway, so the idea is Mementos. Uh, like Mentos, right? And this is a joke now for such an old audience because these ads don't exist anymore. (laughs) But like a guy goes into his house, his wife is brutally murdered. (laughs) He lifts up his shirt and he sees all of these tattoos all over his body. And um, he uh, solves the murder real quick. It then goes into like an action sequence of him like solving the murder, tracking down people, shooting, and uh, he checks his tattoo one more time. It says mementos, uh, and then he holds up a mementos and kind of like winks at the camera, like thanks, thanks, candy. <laughs> now my breath is good when I meet my new wife. <laughs> It was it was a riff that really wasn't worth it. It really wasn't worth it at all. <laughs> ah shit! Oh shit! You guys check out uh, this interview with Dana Gould. I love this man. I think he's incredible and a legend in stand-up comedy. Really, if you look at his stand-up when um, he was in his twenties, 
in the 80s, I believe, or, you know, that's the frame of reference I'm going to use here. He was just head and shoulders above his peers. Like, he's doing almost what he's doing now. It's like he, he's evolved as a stand-up to um, talk about his his life and his fears on stage in a very profound way. Like, he, he's always been a quotable comic, you know? He has a brain that's on fire and is <laughs> constantly creating. He's worked on The Simpsons. He, uh, he ran the BART machine for a while. <laughs> he was in control of uh, BART. Uh, he had the uh, IFC series, I believe, Stand Against Evil, which is awesome. Uh, he's coming out with a new movie, uh, Toys of Terror, coming out on Sci-Fi Channel. It'll also be available for download. You guys enjoy this conversation with Dana Gould. Uh, hey, Dana. <laughs> Dana was just telling me about his busted arm, and it's a stabbing arm, you know, that's what I'm leading with. And it sucks uh, to be out of the game, you know, it's almost Halloween, it's an important time. But I think, it, you know, it's also important to note, you know, the great left-handed maniacs <laughs> of our... <laughs> of our of our day, you know, the, the real, the true greats of the game, the you know, pause. The the <laughs> a guide to left-handed maniacs would be a great book. <laughs> well, if they're left-handed, they are a maniac from the get. That's amazing. I mean, <laughs> a guide to left-handed maniacs. That's fucking hilarious. I love that. You know, um, they, they say when you use your non-dominant hand, it's the stranger, <laughs> but I can assure you that a stranger would not be that uncoordinated. Even you a stranger would asleep. have more coordination. You ever fall asleep on your hand till it goes asleep and then you murder your family with it? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a stranger did it. Oh, it's great. Oh, man, you were just on AMC's like Eli Roth's celebration of all things horror. And I watched yeah. it and I actually was like, this is so great. You and Eliza Skinner were on it and it was great. Yeah, she's great. She's great. <laughs> you're the what you're the one i focused on you're the only one i could watch but um i feel like uh i don't know very similar in that i um i love this time of, i love this time of the year i'm trying to enjoy it but there's very little to to do right now i um, know <laughs> well everybody's also it's very frustrating because this year halloween was this year as a as a if, there's two giant things. It's Halloween and the election, both horror shows in their own regard. <laughs> it's good. Halloween. This year, Halloween is on a Saturday with a full moon. Oh, man. And it's daylight savings. You get an extra hour. <laughs> it's the and, worst. And it's canceled. <laughs> and it's canceled. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew there was something fucking screwy about it because I was like, "This looks like, oh man, it's on Saturday. No one's talking about it." Like, you know, there's like little things, but basically, you know, it sucks. I got all these razor blades and apples, 
And I worry COVID's going to really put a, a bite down on the whole murdering of, you know, strange children with candy. In my neighborhood, a guy gave away, gave away haircuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best letdown instead of candy thing I'd ever gotten. Well, plus, plus, you're in a costume. So it's like, <laughs> now you're Dracula with a high and tight. You know, it's like... No, I have a window. No, it was like an IOU for his business. It was like, come in and your kid gets a haircut. And he was like trying to drive up business. And like, parents were like, fuck you, man. (laughs) I was in, you know, my my, kid's crying now. Yep. Someone's at the door. Hang on one second. You know what what the problem is with befriending your mailman? So many things, please. Every every day it's a chat. Every day. Hey, buddy, how's it going? I tell my wife this all the time. Stop, for the love of God, stop talking to to the neighbors about everything. Because it just, it ropes us into now there's obligations. We just got a cake from one of our neighbors. I'm like, great. Yeah. You think I want to eat a fucking cake? You and me? A whole cake? Like, no. Yeah. Now we we just committed to adopting a wolf pup. Now we have that to deal with. <laughs> just tied in. Oh, it's funny to the mailman just knowing all your shit. Yeah. Oh, it feels it feels like a weight of a flashlight. But, <laughs> yes. but uh, box from the dildo barn. Thanks. 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 I'm doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> product testing. It's nothing. To... I think a lot of the conversation. I just also... filmed myself opening the box. That's all. Everybody now is just talking to their mailman about like, hey, um, the election's still happening, right? Like, yeah. Can I pay you off or like, how does this work? Yeah. Hey, just curious, are we gonna die? It's a spooky election. Spook. Two dead people are running. <laughs> Two dead ideologies. Boo, America's ghost of what it was. <laughs> That's very true. I was lurking in my Congress lately. Yeah, I just do a whole fucking. <laughs> oh, bit. <clears throat> That's right. You were you were talking frighteningly, frighteningly true. <laughs> You were talking about like uh, I or I was talking about just getting that disappointing haircut thing, and I think you were about to tell something, but fuck it. I know what was what was the question? Oh, I'm just I was just saying I was uh, telling that story about getting like a an IOU for a haircut <laughs> instead of candy. Uh, one oh, Halloween, yeah. oh, and yeah, it seemed lame. like you were about to say something, but I lame uh, lame gifts lame <laughs> gifts. Uh, for Halloween, we were in Bever- now. I know exactly what it is. We were in Beverly Hills a couple of years ago, um, and uh, we had a you know party with uh, this rich person's house. I didn't want to be there. It was a you know, mm-hmm. but it was just you know, it's one of those things. And normally, when I go trick or treating, we go in uh, Colfax Meadows in. Studio City, California. Hit up the rich neighborhoods. No, it's what's great. Colfax Meadows is just down in the flats. <laughs> it's a great grid. It's a lot of really nice. It's not rich yeah. at all. It's just great, regular, normal houses, and people dress up. People, you know, spruce yeah. up their place, and it's rich great. people don't really put up much of a display. 
Yeah. In fact, I bet you're kind of an oddity in even your I, we neighborhood. Do, we, yeah, I am for sure. I am for sure. And then it's it gets better after. Uh, I'm the only person that really puts up anything for Halloween, and I'm right in the corner. And then uh, and 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 uh, for after Thanksgiving, I put up my Christmas decorations, and then it becomes a game of spot the goy in my neighborhood, where it's just like 73 very tasteful small blue stars. Yeah. And like glow-in-the-dark reindeer, giant Santa Claus. <laughs> but so we went to these houses for trick-or-treat in Beverly Hills, and, and literally, like, we ring the doorbell, a, uh, a, a, a maid comes out with a tray of granola bars. It's like, it wasn't the homeowner. It was just like the maid. Like, go answer the door, stick pants. Um, oh, man. It's uh, like in Cape uh, Fear. It's Robert De Niro as the maid. And he's like, I got granola bar. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's cut. It's, sorry, it's cutting out a little. Uh, thanks. <laughs> There we are. You know when you're good. Okay. I think we're like, I think we're back. Um, yeah, I was like, hey, thank you for completely missing the point of Halloween. You got it totally wrong. So unwrap granola. I mean, don't they <laughs> understand the implications just, of just like air contact with yeah, like I don't want my children. Of granola. Grab a fistful and be on your way. Damn. Well, LA, LA sucks. Except for it's <laughs> the best place in the world, baby. Well, I love LA. Uh, I love living mm -hmm. here, and I do love that you uh, that that LA really does it, it does Halloween right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's weird here. Like you feel a little uneasy. Because people will tie in like Hollywood stuff into their, you know, uh, Halloween display, it feels. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, that's also, especially in an election year, it's always like I remember when my kids were little uh, going over trick or treating the year that every every other adult was zombie Sarah Palin. Because it was 2000, it was October of 2008. Oh, no. It was October 2008, and they were getting ready to vote for uh, for Obama over McCain. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot him in the uh, head, yeah. regardless. I say. <laughs> Erase the brain completely. There's no. <laughs> it's a classic Simpsons joke of just like. Flanders was a zombie. It's like, yeah, just shoot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the line. In, uh, that's the line in uh, Night of the Living Dead. If I shoot him in the head, will I stop him? Oh yeah, they're uh, they're dead. They're all messed up. <laughs> all mixed up. Don't know what to do. You turn around to find a dead stranger. It's you. It's a three. <laughs> it does the three eleven song. Um, damn. That's so funny that you know, like, I'm almost worried to bring up, like, Halloween stuff to you because I feel like you have an encyclopedic knowledge. You got to get into what you're into. Man, I'm jealous because as far as a career goes, you're kind of a god. And <laughs> you also have made, you like... Clearly, you clearly don't know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've made, like, such a career that is now, like, if you think of Dana Gould, you would easily think of, like... <laughs> Graves. <laughs> and you think of spooky, fun stuff. You think yeah. of like exactly the shit you love. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, that is true. And I will say it took me a really, really, really long time to figure out to do that the most obvious thing, which is, uh, you know, do, uh, yeah, just do what you like, talk about what you like, do what you like. It sounds so and, toxic to comedy, stand-up comedy, but I know. if you'd come up with like YouTube, you would have been like, here's my Planet of the Apes review. Like you would have yeah. been running. Well, Joel, your friend and mine, Joel Hodgson, mm-hmm. uh, said it, put it best. Uh, he said, uh, not everybody will get it, but the right people will get it. And uh, and that's how I thought. Like, no, not not mm. everybody, not everybody digs my stuff, but people who know who Forrest Ackerman is think I'm a fucking riot. <laughs> 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 and like, okay, I'll yeah. I'll happily I'll happily take that. You know, I'm out mm. of the, I, I I'm out of the, uh, I I don't consider myself like in the race anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I don't have a, the white race. I hear you, brother. <laughs> uh, to that this, regard, this... I like to think of myself as racist. Proudly. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, you're not, it's like, you don't, if, if you were to compete, you would be crushing insignificant people who are just barely starting, you know, like you have an audience now you've, you've built and worked to to do so you know yeah yeah definitely and I, but and i don't feel like i have to um i don't feel like i have to uh you know like get, like i don't Compute. drive i don't yeah. drive by that even though there's nobody there now anyway but i don't feel like i have to drive by when i drive by the comedy store i don't think i should be in there doing a set especially like, now you know, that'd be great yeah, yeah especially <laughs> now but uh you but you know I don't. I'm, just like, I'm just like no i can go that's fine um, yeah. uh, and, and that's, imp- I mean, that's, that's a big, that's a big relief, you know, uh, that, that's a big relief to not have that, uh, weighing, weighing down on you. Well, the trouble is I'm feeling that and my career is dog shit and I, <laughs> now more than ever, I'm like trying to claw myself a bit out of a depression. And really? Yeah. Like yeah. Cl- yeah. Clinical like, or career? It's definitely been clinical my entire life. Yeah. Uh It's, you know, uh, since I've been aware. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) It's kind of like, I hate this shit. Um, Right. But, um, you know, uh, you do your best to live a life with that and adjust it. And like, I know what my triggers are, you know. Uh, It's funny because when it comes to stand up, I I guess a big reason, I, I think you're just one of the best, you know, it's like you've, from an early point we're just like talking about shit that most comics aren't with right. and do like talking about mental health talking with about yeah, like, <laughs> you're like doing such a song and dance routine <laughs> throughout, your, throughout your career you like are just joyous you're buoyant on stage and it's it's a joy to watch well, you too, well, you know, I, you're well, talking about you. dark abuse. You're talking about hostile family relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and it's yeah. the best. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how did that? How did that go over <laughs> when you're starting? Well, well I don't know. What's the worst it's gone with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Well, I did the the weird thing was when I was doing it, and I wasn't aware of it. Like, I I would do these really horrible family, and it would it wasn't like family bits. And then I'd like tell my, hey, I'm on TV, everybody watch. And I would be like just savaging them on television. <laughs> to the point that my dad went, yeah, I know, it was crazy. And my father once said, and I totally understand it. My father You're my me, hero. <laughs> he once said to me, my dad said, I didn't care. I didn't care for what you did. <laughs> I was like, wow. Got it. Yeah. And, then, and now in retrospect, I look back and I'm like, no shit, you didn't. <laughs> I was wiping my ass you with your face. Fucking raking them over the coals. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so but it's it also brutal. like mind blowing at the time. Cause I mean, I, I'm I'm sure you had frames of reference of like people who you're like, I'm just doing this guy, you know, like I'm just repeating the same thing. But um as far as your peers at the time, it was like, I don't know. <laughs> you're like from another planet and and doing amazing things and they just have no ability to do that same sort of like, it's like pathos style of comedy. Yeah. And I wish, and you know, I, what I, I think I never it's amazing. To, thanks. I never wanted to do it to elicit pathos. I was always just like, and it was always to me, this is what I think is funny. <laughs> like to me, the darker, the more disastrous. Yeah stuff it's just the deep that's the deepest laugh like the 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 deep like i was i i one of the things that i have um coming out is um bob goldthwaite and i did a tour together and oh God, bef before yes. the world before the world ended mm -hmm. and <laughs> we we did a couple did a run of shows and we also filmed ourselves in the car you know just talking and shooting the shit yeah. and and it's an interesting story because Bob and I used Bob and I are best friends now. We used to not be best friends in huh. a big way, so it, it was very. It's a very interesting relationship. Oh man, I can't wait to watch this. Honestly, like I was, I was excited about the tour and the whole thing that you guys were doing. Like, yeah, I was aware of it. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting, and and again, like not, nothing was planned. We just rolled cameras to see what would happen but there's a point in the conversation where bob realizes that i was actually crazier than he was you know back back in the day <laughs> and he's like and he's like and he it's crosses you can see his face and it's really funny because it's so genuine he just goes like wait you're you're crazier than i was and i was like oh yeah i was nuts i was like i was fucking nuts and he's like oh my god i I had no idea. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I mean, uh, then you guys started off in like an antagonistic, like way. Was, did, yeah, did you guys was, know each other? Like, yes, we did very. He well was kind of it. like mega famous early on, just out of yes, he crazy. He shit. started off in Boston, and he had this group. You know, Boston at the time, the the, the comedians in Boston when I started out. You know, Boston, incredibly blue collar. You know, like it was a lot of very. It was That's what's mind blowing about it. Yeah, it was very aggro. It was very mm -hmm. aggro and and very Trump. You know, very Trumpy. You know, but this yeah, is in yeah. the in the eighties, um, and you know there are jokes that were 
there were comedians in Boston that had jokes that today would be considered hate speech. <laughs> Uh, 100%. I, I'm not even. Those are my favorite, man. What yeah. a, what a time it's to be like, alive. You know, blue, you know, blue collar, blue, uneducated blue collar guys jacked yeah. out of their minds on Coke at the dawning of the AIDS crisis. And you just imagine the, the, the quote jokes, unquote, that we heard. Oh my God. But he kills. He's got MC. He him. gets the crowd, you know, like he knows how to talk to the crowd. It's amazing. And we, you know, we, uh, but, but there was a small group of comedians that weren't of that sort of mentality. And it was like, yeah. uh, you know, um, Bob was, Bob was one of them. Uh, Brian Kiley, who's, who's out here now is one of them, a guy named oh, Bill wow. Broaddus and, and these other guys. And so, uh, and, and what happened, like Bob moved to San Francisco and became famous. And then I moved to town. I, you know, start, I was, I lived there all, always but i entered the scene and i sort of was the new guy hmm. you know that had all of bob's old friends <laughs> and i was really young and uh, emotionally younger like i was you know i i was like hmm. i was 19 but really 14 and i can't imagine having to be around me back then uh, uh. I'm a kindred spirit. I was uh, such, yeah, I, I was such an annoying fucking yeah. kid, and it was a curse of just like I I didn't understand how annoying I was. I mean, with every year, I would look back at the previous year and be like, "Oh my fucking god!" But basically, what I always regretted was like I just wished I could be older. I wished it was like the movie Big, and I could have just been a forty year old whose opinions are respected for no reason. Right, <laughs> just like on basis of like, well, he's lived and he clearly knows what he's talking about. But like every bit I wrote was like such a wild stab and like such a fucking leap. And I also grew. I, I grew up. <laughs> I started comedy uh, in in an area of just you know shitheads. It was like sure. Virginia, a lot of bar shows, and it's you know very conservative in a lot of parts. But yeah, much we're more Virginia, agrarian. Where in, in Virginia? <laughs> oh, uh, battlefields. Yeah. <laughs> from uh, the battlefields. Of, have you ever heard of Front Royal? Oh yeah, that's where my mother is from. Oh, uh, I, I fucked her. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so because I fucking yeah, had sex. I, I had I had all the sex with her. <laughs> um, so in a way, it's very. We have a weird thing. I'm sorry, I didn't know how that would go. <laughs> you came out, and I went in. Uh, I came out. You went in, but other than that, a very similar experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, no, it is it is it is one of those weird things where you're like, uh, uh, well, how you Rick Overton described it as like when you see grass grow up through the concrete. It's like, how did you come out of this environment? I don't understand it. <laughs> that grass should be appreciated and given more <laughs> more yeah. opportunities. No, you're totally right. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's just, uh, you know, it's it's such a similar path in a lot of ways. And so there's a morbid fascination with that. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's no, I'd love shitting on Boston. You know, that's part of it. I wanted you to admit that they're basically racist. Oh, it's the deep south heads. of the, oh, it's the deep south of the north. Um, <laughs> that's perfect. That's I mean, I, I don't, it's Atlanta. I don't know. 
Well, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Atlanta is the most racially diverse city I've ever is, been is in. Is that where you life. shot Stand Against Evil? Yeah, I lived there three Beautiful. summers in a row. And <laughs> it, was, it was a really wonderful time. And the yeah. people, are, people are fantastic. And it is the most racially integrated city I've ever been in. Like you see, mm-hmm. yeah. you see like hillbillies with, you know, hot black girlfriends. It's like, it's mind boggling. Yeah. Everything's and, going on there. It really is like yeah. Paris of the South. It's, yeah, and it, it's like integrated beyond, you know, here's what a, here's you think a, New York's doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and in, and in Boston, you have the guys, you know, uh, guys, you know, attacking you, because they think you're gay because you said the word croissant. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, abuse. But I think it's um, <laughs> it's definitely my favorite stuff to just like point it out. Okay, I want to get into something really dumb. Uh-huh. All right. So Dana Gould, famous uh, Simpson. He's a famous Simpson. Yep. OJ and me. The big two. You you were in command of the Simpsons for a while, so I. It's about. I was to never. Be, in, I was never in command of it. I. Just, you basically uh, ran Bart Simpson and <laughs> <laughs> told him what to do. I was a co-executive producer, which means mm-hmm. nothing. It just means that you've been here for a certain amount of they time. They really respect your opinion. Yeah, it means you, your it means your opinion will not be dismissed outright. I said I only had one I only had one lasting I guess it would be impact on the Simpsons and that was I stood up and said I don't care what we do Apu needs to be voiced by a white guy that's all I know outside of that go and do whatever it is you want to do with the show <laughs> trust me this is going to work <laughs> <laughs> then I marched over to Family Guy. I said whites only, <laughs> and I high five Seth MacFarlane's hand. By the off. way, this, yeah, this was a full thirteen years before I worked there. I was that adamant about it. I went back somebody, in time. And somebody, said, like, I don't care what happened. I was looking at this shit online because honestly, recently I was like toying around with the idea of making a shirt that was um, Cleveland and Apu in heaven, like <laughs> Christian heaven on a t-shirt. Like, you know, they're dead and now in heaven, they're, they're dead us. But like, um, is Apu dead on the show? I mean, I always the character's no, no, not dead, no, but not no, there's a new anymore. voice. But literally, I just looked in. Oh, is there a new? Is there a new voice? I believe. I really don't follow I don't the show. Know. I'm not being. I'm not being coy. I said, and this was, you know, when all that happened. I said that job should be given to Cletus, the the also known as the slack jawed yokel, because that's who has that job now. Oh, the job. Yes, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Damn, man, you seeing all the holes that you can't. You just write in angry letters written in blood and <laughs> semen now, like yeah. fucking yeah. change it. Every letter comes in, dear Jews. Jesus. <laughs> I was gonna pitch. Okay, uh, Treehouse of Horror ideas that didn't make the 
<laughs> didn't make the episode, which I know seems like such a stretch, right? But like, <laughs> um, okay, so here's an idea. And you have to tell me this as person who runs the Simpsons, person who is running the boat. Uh-huh. Uh, Bart is online and he goes to <laughs> jack off as he does. I also see episodes where they really never get into the idea that Bart could jack off <laughs> and become a maturing <laughs> <laughs> boy. <laughs> All right. So the idea is Bart, Bart goes to jack off and he sees, he sees like a, a, an ad that's a Simpsons, you know, Simpsons fucking family guy kind of ad in the corner and he, it, it blows his fucking mind. Uh-huh. It's like he sees an, he doesn't understand what it is. And this is just, uh, you know, kind of a social commentary. <laughs> right. Kind of a social commentary that it draw it's, it's a psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think driving I, Bart crazy with the idea that he sees his family getting fucked. <laughs> by tentacles and family guy and And king of the hill shows up and you know all that stuff you see and then at the very end of the show he just turns to the camera and says the aristocrats this is treehouse of horror that don't make the cut (laughs) were there any ideas that like Honestly, those would oh, be yeah, maybe my just, favorite episodes to even get a chance to write. Like, man, I wanted to do. I wanted to do an episode where Lisa. This is an interesting story, actually. I wanted to do a story where Lisa became a goth, because wow, she's got it written all over her. You know, she's she's so primed for it, and yeah. her goth friends come over and they all idolize Bart because he's a true iconoclast. He's the devil. Yeah. yeah. And so Lisa feels, you know, shamed and she, you know, Lisa feels humiliated and she takes off and then, you know, Bart has. So, but what happened was it was right around. This is such a weird, here's a, here's a phrase that always comes up in every conversation about the Simpsons. It was right around Columbine. And, and if you, if you remember, that guy was a real millhouse. Those kids were real millhouses. He was a super. He was a super Nelson. Um, but if you remember, those kids were called like the the trench coat mafia, yeah. and that they wore dark clothes, and people thought that they 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 were goths. And the show was just like, "You're not. We're not going near that." And I was like, "They're You're not kidding. goths. It has nothing to do with goths." You're kidding. That's no, ins- oh man, that makes me so fucking upset. Yeah, it was just like, no, they're not gods. They're just sociopaths. Yeah, mm. There's a lot that's actually really misunderstood with those guys. But it's one, also one like, they're well, first responders. One, they're first responders, okay? No, but like, there's a lot to the pathology that people kind of misunderstand. And one is that one of them wasn't really bullied on the level that we think or you know what i mean like he oh, was a I very mean, social kid so there's a lot that's just like well remember and, the and it goes on, park, and on remember the central park five or the central park four and uh it was they oh yeah were, yeah they would go out wilding <laughs> that was a phrase completely made up by reporters they, they, they 
<laughs> it was like, what about wilding? And like, what? You know, wilding. What are you talking about? Like, it was like, wow. Yeah, complete bullshit made up by reporters. No bearing. It's, with it's like an easy whatsoever. way to like make the story almost into like a Aesop fable or some sort of like myth where you're just, you know, like you just simplify it to the point of just like, yeah, it's such. Well, a- there's scary things in the woods. And <laughs> we're called black people. <laughs> and they'll rape. Yeah. There are monsters in the woods and they're going to rape everything. There's monsters in the schools. Um, but that, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the, um, uh, that, that was, that was the, that was the gist of that episode. Couldn't get it done. But I'm happy the show's still going. But you're, yeah. it's funny. A good, a good trio of horror would be. I just watched them recently. Very good. A good. Oh yeah, no, they're still great. Um, yeah. I, you know, and I love those guys. It's like, yeah. I, you know, um, I also think that uh, a good trio of horror would be like all the characters that they had to cancel because they're no longer socially acceptable. Like, I, and then, the, and then you see things that you can't believe haven't been canceled yet. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, day, no. I get this weird feeling. Like every day, Aunt Jemima calls up the cream of wheat guy. Are you going into work today? I I, I keep expecting this shoe to drop, but uh, I'm still going in. That's hysterical. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to think oh, of like how, how is Aunt Jemima still in business? <laughs> Apu's like the Treehouse of Horrors. He's slowly becoming white, <laughs> and it's played like thinner. <laughs> Where it's like he's very slowly becoming more and more white. <laughs> it's horror. It's body horror. We fixed him. <laughs> oh man! Uh, speaking of that uh, body horror stuff, that AMC show you did, like I like watching stuff like that. I, oh, I thank just, you. I just honestly, I watched. I've watched that uh, Bravo's hundred greatest horror moments probably uh-huh, like yep. tw- 25 times like I, I, I love it yeah. i will say um i saw that and thought holy fuck am i fat and uh, <laughs> and well i uh, thought you like, weren't in the race anymore dana still hate my body um and so it was that in the footage of me and bob's special i lost 25 pounds i i did what you did and I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. I've gained it all back. These it was, pants, these pants aren't getting tighter. I'm getting bigger. It's hard. I, I know it's stupid, but the more you self-release stuff, especially like, I don't know, that vanity thing is like, makes me go, this is why a lot of people probably just never even bother. Cause it's like looking into the mirror to such an extreme degree. I know. Well, I've always, I was a fat kid and I had four older and I had older brothers that were all athletes. So I, you know, it was, it was literally, it was just like, it was a a, a torpedo barrage of abuse on a daily basis. (laughs) Yeah. And now by the way, and now I'm been better shape than all of them. You know, they're all, they're all like fat old guys. And I'm like, Really? That's amazing. Yeah. Is that LA? You're like drinking a fucking health yeah, smoothie. Yeah, celery juice. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, beer. That, yeah, it's true. And like, you know, <laughs> eating a, drinking a beer is like eating a donut. You know, you, 
you drink beer a night. That's like eating a donut every day. That'll, that adds up. You get, yeah. a little, get a little buttery, but you didn't put it back on you. You're really skinny. You, uh, um, I did figure out what nutrition is in general. It's like exactly what you're saying. A beer is a donut. Like I never yeah. even processed wheat, like it, uh, mentally, I never processed right. wheat, you know, like the connection. <laughs> and like, I had like dumb thing of like, you know, oh, you have to eat meat every meal. Otherwise it's not a meal. Like it, it, it didn't count. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was like raised in like such a dumb way of you know, not understanding any nutrition. Uh, well, yeah, no, it's it. true. It's true. But uh, do you still like, like, do you still look at stuff like, oh, I can't eat that. Oh, I can't eat that. Yeah. I mean, like, something did happen in my brain where now I no longer crave sweets. Uh, if I could get that. I don't know what it is. It's like, I now don't... it's like, oh, what? I get like queasy almost. I See, I am drunk who drank one, too, uh, one liquor too much. And like, uh, oh, fucking no. I'm better at knowing how much I will hate myself before I do it. And I get, but I have kids. So like my house is full of shit food. There's mm. cookies everywhere and potato chips everywhere. Cause I have teenage kids and 11 year old and, and, you know, and I'm like, we got these, you know, these pumpkin cookies we got from Trader Joe's. I stare at that box a lot. And I'm like, I don't want to hate. I know I can't have one. I got to have about 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't have kids. I, have, I don't want to you know. get fat. <laughs> <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason i don't want to make the earth fat you know i don't want to make them fat with kids yeah so i'm just like i can't uh, i can't I'm, so i am getting better at knowing how much i will hate myself if it's I just experience it. it's you know and uh there's uh no substitute for it i mean i i definitely now know exactly why i feel fucked up <laughs> if i get if I'm feeling more and more depressed, um, I will look back on what my habits have been over the last, you know, whatever amount of time. And more often than not, it's been self-destructive. And it's like, uh -huh. I don't know. Um, I think um, I, I'm going to take a guess. Do you take any sort of medication? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you silly, silly, silly man. <laughs> As, to quote to just the, Prozac at this point, are you like an old standby on like to quote the great Carrie the to quote the late great Carrie Fisher, I like to be prepped for surgery at any given moment. Um every day I take a, out. <laughs> yeah. Every day I take a Zoloft the size of a hod brick. And uh, I just lick it at salt licks. Lick it at lick it's, it at red lights like a deer at a salt lick. Yeah, the, I dosage, the dosage has gone up you know <laughs> yeah. from from when you started is it just I'm from into, depression yeah. i'm into mega tonnage <laughs> yeah uh, no with me it's uh anxiety and panic disorder i have panic disorder i would never and, uh, ever ever have yeah and uh, i would get very very uh uh anxious um hmm. And so uh, uh, that is sort of uh, mellows out the uh, mellows out the uh, 
Did you just eat a bunch right before this? (laughs) (laughs) No, I hear you. I mean, I I have anxiety uh, for sure. And uh, like, I don't get to like, uh, do you get when you're depressed? Do you like lie in bed, get depressed? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll uh, tap out, you know, kind of from everything. Right. uh, You know, Uh, but I think anxiety is more often than not the starting point of, you know, you're repeating these bad thoughts and just getting angry and sad, you know? Sure, sure, sure. And repeating things over. So it's kind of, um, I mean, did you start medicating, you know, at a young age with uh, doing stand-up and everything? No, I wish I would have been so much goddamn better off uh, I would have, really? my career, yeah my career in my life would have been much better no i didn't get into it until i was 30 uh, mm. and i've been doing it now since uh you know since 1994 when i started doing it and uh i you know i at one point i said you know i don't need this anymore i think i got this down I think i figured it out and yeah. stopped taking it and about a month later, started having panic attacks. Like, hey, I think I'll go back on. That's a good <laughs> idea, right? I've had, okay, I've had panic attacks, and it's where I'm like uh, hyperventilating. Yeah. And I'm like sobbing on the floor. Yep. Um, you complete, feel like your body is sprinting. Complete lo- yeah, complete loss of self. <laughs> yep. Almost Got like poop. <laughs> Panic poop. Panic poop. <laughs> No, for me it was like I was about to be expelled, um, uh-huh. yes, and I was like, the, my, the the teachers were like, "Do your parents beat you? Like, what is like? Because we see this with other kids." I was like, "No, they're kind of mean to me, <laughs> and I don't know how to deal with it at all." Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's it's terrible. I think. Um, but do you take stuff now? No, I don't know. I've had such a bad run with medication, but I really, really go back in and therapy. Yeah, you had a bad run with medication and therapy. Both times you can yeah. have bad therapy. I mean, I've had yeah. bad therapy, man. And, and I need bad, to go back, but it's like it's exhausting. Is, you know, yeah, it's exhausting, and bad therapy is really dangerous because mm-hmm. it, I mean, it is literally it is the definition of adding insult to injury. <laughs> Yeah. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Yeah. You want me to what? But I will say that most of the bad therapy I've gotten was Mm -hmm. from like homeopathic healer. (laughs) You know, like oh yeah, transcendental meditation was such a scam. All but all no, but all of that like man, you've got to have a funeral for your emotions and rebirth and move on. Because there was a point where I tried everything. Like, what will help me? Anything. I just want to go to bed and sleep and wake up and do shit. Before um, medication? Like before uh, you try medication, yeah, yeah, you were like... I, I did every goofy fucking dildo. Let me uh, suck on this rain stick until yeah, I make ex- it come. Boy, you nailed it. Boy, yeah, you nailed it. Hi, I'm I Joe went to rain hypnotherapy. Stick. It was uh, weird. Yeah. Did, and, it's, uh, and I'm guessing it was a waste of time. Or and it was it, uh, two hundred bucks a session. Yeah, and, they, and well, yeah, and that's like uh, apparently I'm a wolf, and that's also like of I'm a wolf right. on the inside. Yeah, I secretly also, didn't know. Hypnotherapy is also a lot like um, 
uh, going to the chiropractor. It's like, no, this is great. This will fix you. You need to come back every day. You need to keep coming back forever. Like, well, when do I finish? Never. You're never finished. (laughs) You must come back forever. I don't want to come oh, back forever. Fuck. I just fucked up my back like last week and I'm still like, oh, I guess this is the new reality. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, I've like, um, it, I took a real break from just everything. I was just so depressed. I just wasn't moving a ton. And then it's like, suddenly I got back pain, you know? Uh, uh-huh. Of course, you're just, you know, uh, <laughs> dying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> letting your body die, you know, as you do. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like, you dying. know, what's the point of everything? Right. Uh, but okay. then I'm dying. <laughs> Got that? That is just yeah. I am stretching a lot more now, and it's slowly getting better. But it's like forgetting that. Oh yeah, I just need, I need to do this every day. And when I lost a ton of weight, it was like insane. I was doing pull-ups at traffic lights. I was like doing just gymnast moves with my body and like cracking every bone all the time. It was, it was kind of insane. And now I'm like not doing anything like that at all. I walk the dog a couple times a day and like I pace around and that's about it. And uh, you know, and then I think uh, just with my back, my back's like, no, we're supposed to crack it all the time. Like crack it all the way up, all the way down, like crack all your bones. Wow. I'm it's dying. Awful. I'm no, dying, but it's, but it's also, it's like I have gone, I've gone through that. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is that your body going, oh, you're not going to, it's your emotions going, oh, you're not going to pay attention? Well, we have an idea. <laughs> I'm smarter. What if we did I'm this? Smarter. Yeah. What if we did this? <laughs> what if there was a body horror and it's just a man slowly getting fatter over like 40 years? <laughs> it's, just, it's, like, it's like boyhood, but just touching in with him getting slowly. <laughs> that is me. Oh, no. Well, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, be here oh, with me. Oh, my, my pleasure. I really, I really uh, enjoyed it. Now, what is going, when can I see you next? This, <laughs> right. this episode is dropping Thursday um, before Halloween, before the election. Dana, who do you think is going to win the election? Gun to your head. Uh, Biden. I think Biden's going to win it. Gun, gun to your family. Uh, gun, to, <laughs> gun to the country. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, we're calling it early. We're taking bets. Um, you have a movie you just directed. Not uh, no, really, bro, I wrote it. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm so sorry. Um, but let's talk about it. Um, it's coming out on Sci-Fi Channel. And is this like a puppet master kind of? Uh, yeah, it's sort of a, uh, it's a uh, sort of our version of, you know, everybody grew up with those sort of Rankin Bass Christmas specials like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and stuff like that. Uh, it's a, a family that moves in, a family of, uh, they're flippers, you know, uh, house flippers. Yeah. And uh, they buy uh, <laughs> this giant house that used to be an orphanage. And uh, the, toys yes. that were, the, the toys that were left over in the orphanage are possessed by the spirits of the children who died there. And 
the 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 cool thing is that the toys are stop motion. We didn't do it CG. We did it old school. Oh my god! Old school stop motion. And uh, so this has been in the works for years, maybe a decade. <laughs> uh, it, t- uh, it took a, a, f- a full year. It took a full year. They've 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 got it. Uh, they've got it down to uh, to a science. But uh, uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm actually very proud of it. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I mean, I love the taking advantage of the house flippers thing. Like, um, it's kind of insidious has done these things with just the whole idea of yeah. people moving into places a ton of times. It's like they're trying to find like, I think I even wrote down an idea at one point that's like Airbnb haunted house, you know, like very logical. Who's going to make that? When's that coming out? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I love that you also have an appreciation for like stop motion. I mean, like really, like oh yeah, that's I was, a deep cut for like <laughs> Ray Harryhausen. Like, Ray Harryhausen, and the guy that came before Ray Harryhausen was a guy named Willis O'Brien, and he was the guy that did King Kong uh, in 1933 and The Lost World in 1925. And you know that was that was the first like job I wanted to do. Like when I was a kid. I was just into famous monsters magazine and monster magazines and all that stuff. Yeah. And I want Fangoria to- is the only good news publication. <laughs> My <laughs> only do, source of they news. Do, they do hard reporting. They're good. But yeah, I swear. It's like, I love that My magazine growing up and I love monster stuff. And they say, they say true. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, um, uh, and, but what I love the idea that it was basically playing with your toys, like King Kong. Yeah, is it was eight, 18 inches tall, and he moved him a fraction of a frame by fraction of a frame, and they photographed it with on a miniature jungle set. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And what I realized was I have no proclivity towards it at all like I it's monotonous a year monotonous. to make this current 2020 film still a year-long process yeah that's, and in, I just, that's like, insane wasn't good at building things <laughs> don't have the patience but uh so i but uh, i love that uh I, I i love the sort of folk art sense of it it's weird um, it looks it looks I don't know how to like describe it in, in the sense of like uncanny Valley type of stuff, but there's something uh, yeah, no, visually when you see it, that's almost. Ethereal. It's so great. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. I'll tell you that it's so funny. There's a version of it. That's so great. My, um, my 11 year old did this to me. It's like, uh, you know, when you film yourself on, uh, on high speed doing mm-hmm. something like, if you have, like usually it's a woman putting on her makeup, like doing a makeup tutorial and she'll film herself on high speed. And so my, uh, so my girlfriend was doing a makeup tutorial for Zoom or YouTube or whatever it is, TikTok. And she's filming at high speed. My daughter walks behind her really slowly, intentionally slowly. And when you look at it, it's like my girlfriend is moving super high speed. My daughter's moving like almost normally right behind her in the same frame. And it has that weird stop motion yeah. kind of sense it's it's oddly disturbing and uh, and really great 
Oh my god, that looks that I bet that looks great. I mean, it looks great. It looks really creepy, which I kind of. <laughs> There's nothing about it, and I like that you're trying to do that because honestly, CGI it's really becoming more and more dated. I actually think it's going to be to an advantage with all like the Marvel movies that are mostly CGI. That at a certain point they've they just screen capped all that stuff and they can just redo the CGI later, mm-hmm. you know, but for, for there's so many movies like I am legend where it's just poor CGI scene after scene of just like random monsters and it loses all effect. Uh-huh. It's, it's the, the furthest thing from being scarier. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think honestly just watching that footage alone <laughs> that you're talking about for the toys of terror that it's like, it's already unnerving just the process of making it <laughs> yeah yeah i i totally and and uh, that's the you know that's the 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 joy of it is just like well let's this will upset people let's do it <laughs> a career based on upsetting people just do it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's do the promo. Sci-Fi Channel, October 27th. That's right around the corner. Uh, right around, yeah. And then uh, it's uh, it's available for, uh, you know, digital. It's on digital download. It's called Toys of Terror. It's on digital download starting October 27th. And it's on DVD Blu-ray 1119. November 19th. Guys, check it out. Um you're my favorite uh, scary maniac ever. Thank you for being here this uh, scary season. <laughs> Just trying to make this a Halloween episode for no reason. Uh, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, my it. God. It's really my pleasure. Really my pleasure. Have a great Take rest care of, of yourself. Yeah. Find, find, some, find some pills that work. <laughs> Glad you're alive. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for being here. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash y'all ever. I appreciate it. For $5 a month, you can support this podcast in a really cool way. Uh, You can buy some merch if you also want to support and wear something for, you know, Christmas. Possibly a cat cop shirt. We're working on it. Uh, That's at yalllever.threadless or at hamptonyunt.threadless. You guys are the best. I am so glad that you're alive. Uh, I hope we make it through this crazy election. (laughs) Don't blame me. I voted for Frankenstein. Glad you're alive. Bye. Podcast Network.